What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. I'm your host, JT. On this episode, we're going to be discussing, do the Tennessee Titans have a plan? Because right now, it looks like the Titans organization is lacking a clear vision for the future. What's next for Lamar Jackson? Will he play for the Baltimore Ravens this season? Will he sit out? Will he go elsewhere? And lastly, does Aaron Rodgers make the New York Jets Super Bowl contenders? Before we get into it, if you haven't already, make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of the pod, leave us with a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Share this episode on your social media platforms with your friends, family members, and acquaintances. Do the Tennessee Titans have a plan? Because right now, This organization looks like they lack a clear vision for what they want to do going into the future. So they approach Kevin Byard, one of the best players on their team, one of the best safeties in the NFL, and they ask him, hey, Kevin, are you willing to take a pay cut for us? And of course, Kevin Byard responds. He says, hell no, I ain't taking no pay cut. Did you see what I did on the field last year? My play does not warrant me taking less money. And now... The Tennessee Titans and Kevin Byard are at a crossroads. And for any of you guys who are trying to get mad at Kevin Byard, you should be getting mad at the Tennessee Titans because the fact that they even had the nerve to approach Kevin Byard to take a pay cut shows you that this franchise right now doesn't know what they want to do moving forward going into the future. Are they trying to rebuild or retool because if you're trying to rebuild then it makes no sense keeping around guys like Kevin Byard, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Kevin Byard has a cap hit this year of 19.6 million. If Tennessee moves on from him they can free up 13.6 million dollars in cap space. Ryan Tannehill's cap hit for this year is 36.6 million but they can free up 18.8 mil if they move off of them same thing with Derrick Henry they can save 10.7 million dollars in salary cap space if they move on from King Henry because his cap hit for this season is 16.3 mil if you're trying to free up salary cap space you might as well just go ahead part ways with the vets on your team try to get some draft compensation in exchange for them And also, look for the future. Now, if you're trying to retool and you're still trying to compete, then you need to do more. Because signing guys like Andre Dillard, Arden Key, Sean Murphy Bunting, Aziz Alshire, they're not going to move the needle enough for you to be able to win the AFC South or compete for a championship. The moves that the Tennessee Titans are making right now, they're not bad moves. As a matter of fact, I like the signing of Aziz Alshire, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Arden Key. But these are moves that the Titans are making to stay afloat. They're just trying to stay somewhat relevant. And that's the problem with the Tennessee Titans right now. They're just trying to do enough to stay afloat. And they're not making the necessary moves 
needed to be able to compete in the AFC South for the number one spot with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence, who right now is in ascension mode. And the Jaguars, from a roster standpoint, are way more talented than the Tennessee Titans. They have a better offensive line. They have a better group of wide receivers. Now, their defense may not be as good as Tennessee's, but overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars just have a way better roster than the Tennessee Titans. And no matter what the Titans do in free agency or in the draft, their roster come the start of the 2023 NFL season still isn't going to be able to compete with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the AFC South title. Anytime you have a team that has a young quarterback and Trevor Lawrence that's in ascension mode, you also need to have a young quarterback yourself that also is ascending. And for the Tennessee Titans, they currently have Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis on the roster. Ryan Tannehill isn't getting any younger, and he definitely isn't a guy who's going to be able to help you go toe-to-toe with a guy like Trevor Lawrence. If you are trying to rebuild, move on from Ryan Tannehill. Just go ahead and go with Malik Willis. You have nothing to lose by starting Malik Willis this year. Either Malik Willis proves to you that he can be your franchise quarterback moving forward for the next couple of years, or he's going to be bad enough to put you in position to get one of the top three draft picks in the 2024 NFL Draft, which potentially can give you Caleb Williams or Drake May. But if you're trying to retool, then you keep Ryan Tannehill and you try to upgrade around him. You try to bring in a true number one wide receiver to pair alongside of Traylon Burks while he continues to develop. You continue to improve the offensive line and you keep Derrick Henry. But if you're a team that wants to rebuild Trade your vets. Try to get some draft capital in return for them and try to free up more cap space so when next year's offseason comes around and the 2024 free agency period comes, you have a lot of money to spend to improve your franchise. The Titans, I don't think, are ever going to be bad enough to be in position to land one of the top quarterbacks in any NFL draft because I just think that Mike Vrabel is just way too good of a head coach for that to happen. I've said this several times. I'm going to say it again. I feel like no team embodies the personality, the personality of their head coach better than the Titans. Mike Vrabel is a fantastic head coach. I think he's one of the most underrated head coaches in the game. I don't think that he's going to have Tennessee in a position where they're going to be picking high in the draft at least in the spot where they could potentially land Kayla Williams or Drake May next year. So if the Tennessee Titans are going to rebuild, they got to do it the right way. They can't approach their vets and some of the core guys on their team and ask them to take pay cuts. If you're going to rebuild, you got to trade those guys away and you got to get draft compensation for them. What the Titans are trying to do right now, they're just trying to do bare minimum, what's needed to stay afloat. And what are they trying to do? Are they trying to compete for a Super Bowl or are they just trying to compete for one of the last seeds 
in the AFC wild card? Are they trying to compete for the six or seven seed? Or are they trying to get back to the AFC conference championship game again? The moves that the Titans are making right now kind of give me a lot of concerns about the direction that this organization is heading. Because right now, although they're not making bad signings, the signings that they have made, can you truthfully tell me, if you are a Titans fan, that signing Andre Dillard, Arden Key, Aziz Alshai, and Sean Murphy Bunting puts you in a position where you can win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. For the Titans right now, it looks like they don't have a clear direction and they don't have a clear vision for where they want to go. If you want to rebuild, then rebuild. Go all in. The Titans look like they're a little scared. You have so many vets that are getting up there in age that you could get pretty good compensation for. But yet, they demand a big portion of your salary cap. And you still have to improve at other positions. So if the Titans want to rebuild, they got to move on from their vets. And even if they want to reload, they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And some tough conversations are going to have to be had. But right now, Tennessee is just trying to stay afloat. And staying afloat doesn't get you far. Last year, many people didn't expect Tennessee to make it to the playoffs. Many Titans fans considered last year to be a rebuilding year. You want to know why? Because they did the same stuff last offseason that they're doing this offseason. Doing enough to stay afloat doesn't get you far in the NFL. At best, it'll get you 8-9, and nine, maybe 9-8, nine and eight, and a 7 seed in the wild card round. But if you're trying to compete for a championship and a division title, in the division that has one of the best young quarterbacks in Trevor Lawrence, you need more. You need more talent on offense to compete. And the Titans right now, they don't have it. You need an elite young quarterback. Ryan Tannehill isn't bad. He's like a top 13, top 14 QB in the league, but having him doesn't make you a championship team. It just makes you a borderline playoff team. And right now, the Titans are making borderline moves. Does signing any of these guys that I just mentioned, does it move the needle for Tennessee? Does signing Arden Key or Sean Murphy Bunting make you any closer to being able to compete with the Jaguars for the number one spot in this division? You got to ask yourself these questions. And they do have a new general manager. And most of these guys, he probably doesn't really know that well. He's probably looking at all these contracts that the previous general manager signed them to. And he's probably thinking to himself, man, these guys probably aren't worth this much in his eyes. The Tennessee Titans, at least to me, it looks like they lack a clear direction for where they want to go next. Either... You rebuild and you do it the right way by trading away your vets, not asking guys like Kevin Byard to take a pay cut. You just trade them away. Or if you're trying to retool, you ask those guys to take a pay cut in order to help you win. 
And if they're not willing to, you still have to ship them off because you still got to get the money somehow. You still have to free it up some way. But a guy like Kevin Byer, though, you shouldn't even approach him with that question because that's disrespectful. This is somebody who's like a what? A top three, top five safety in the NFL right now? No way in hell he's going to take a pay cut. And the Titans know that. And the Titans know they got a very tough decision that has to be made. And if you're going to move on from Kevin Byard, you might as well move on from Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill because it's no use allowing those guys to take up so much cap space where you have so many positions that need to be addressed. You can find another good running back. You may not be able to find one as good as Derrick Henry because he's a Hall of Fame caliber running back, but you can find a running back in this year's draft and pay him way less than what you're giving out Derrick Henry. If you get rid of Derrick Henry and you draft the running back or you sign one that's cheap in free agency, then you can put more money into improving the offensive line. You move on from Ryan Tannehill, you give Malik Willis a chance and you actually try to build around Malik Willis. You either A, are going to have the quarterback of the future, or B, you're going to be in position where you might be able to land a high draft pick for next year. And even if you're not picking in the top three or top five, based on your record, you still could put yourself in position where you could trade up to potentially land a Drake May or Caleb Williams. Tennessee currently has the 11th overall selection in this year's NFL draft. They probably aren't going to be able to land any of the top quarterback prospects, and they probably aren't going to have any interest in being able to trade up. The Tennessee Titans... They need to make a decision for what their plan is going to be. Are they going to rebuild or are they going to retool? And if you're going to retool, you need to retool the right way. Signing guys like Aziz Alshire and Sean Murphy Bunting is doing the bare minimum. These guys are solid players, but they aren't going to make you any closer to being able to win a Super Bowl than what you were last season. Man, what's next for Lamar Jackson? There's a lot of people out there who think that Lamar has played his final down the football for the Ravens organization. But I think that Lamar Jackson will remain a Raven. Okay, they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. So any team can offer Lamar and the Ravens can match any offer for him. I am going to have a hard time seeing the Ravens letting Lamar Jackson walk away. Even if they do get two first-round picks in return for him, I think he means way too much to that franchise, way too much to that locker room. I mean, you see all kinds of issues starting to pop up between the Ravens players and the front office of Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson is going to stay in Baltimore. And if you feel like the relationship between Lamar and and Baltimore is beyond repair. You got some good points, okay? This has gotten a little personal with Lamar Jackson representing himself, not having an agent. And I keep asking my friends this almost every single day. How do they think the contract negotiations are going between Lamar and the Ravens? Like, do you guys think Lamar Jackson is sitting down and he's saying, okay, I want this. And the Ravens are saying, no, you're not worth this because you've been injured for two straight years in a row. Like, I really feel like there can be a solution to this problem. Lamar 
and the Ravens seem to be in the disagreement for what his actual market value is, which is why they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. But the problem is that no other team wants to do the dirty work for Baltimore. They don't want to set Lamar's value. They want the Ravens to have that task. If Lamar Jackson was a free agent, without a doubt, almost every single team that's in the market for a quarterback would be banging at Lamar Jackson's door. But since he has this non-exclusive franchise tag on him, teams have to give up a good amount of compensation to get him, plus they got to pay him a lot of money. But I honestly feel like Lamar Jackson is going to remain the Baltimore Raven. I think that this relationship hasn't soured over to the point where it can't be mended. I think this is just business. Lamar Jackson wants to get paid what he wants, and the Ravens feel like Lamar Jackson is worth a little less than what he's asking for. But I think overall, for Lamar Jackson to leave the Ravens, something catastrophic has to happen. There has to be a team out there that's willing to dish out way more money than what Baltimore is willing to pay to keep him around. And with how the NFL is treating players who want fully guaranteed deals or a lot of guaranteed money, I don't really see any other franchise making a strong offer for Lamar. Lamar, worst case scenario, he signs the franchise tag. He plays for the Baltimore Ravens this season without a new deal. But if Lamar Jackson was to sit out, which is something that a good amount of people have suggested, I don't really think that would be in his best interest. If Lamar Jackson sits out, all it does is hurt him. He already missed the majority of the second half of last season, plus the season before that. Lamar Jackson has to go out there and prove that he's worth the money that he's asking for. Why would it make any sense for Lamar Jackson not to play? And that's what I was arguing with a lot of people a couple of weeks ago about when they claimed Lamar Jackson didn't play in the Bengals wildcard matchup to stick it to the Ravens because of his contract issues. I don't think that's true. Lamar Jackson had everything going against him, which is why he had to play against Cincinnati. But he wasn't able to because Marlon Humphrey, after that game, said that Lamar was limping around the facility still. If Lamar Jackson was able to play last season, I believe he would have came back and played. There was no reason for Lamar Jackson not to play if he was healthy. He's out there trying to get a fully guaranteed contract or at least a lot of guaranteed money. And for him to get that guaranteed money, he has to go out there and produce at a high level. And with him missing a good amount of time due to injuries, it wouldn't make any sense for him not to play. Because then the Ravens could use that against Lamar, which might be the reason why Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are having a hard time coming to terms on a new deal. What Lamar Jackson is asking for may not be what the Ravens are willing to dish out for a guy who kind of has a little bit of an injury problem. Not just the Ravens, but any team. If what Lamar Jackson is asking for is truly a fully guaranteed deal, no team is going to give him that. But it's reports coming out that say that Lamar is not asking for a fully guaranteed contract. He just wants a certain amount of fully guaranteed money. But you have to wonder if that 
amount of guaranteed money that he's asking for is just a little bit too much. So I think from this point forward until the deadline for Lamar Jackson to sign that franchise tag comes around, I really don't see any team making a significant run at trying to get Lamar Jackson. A lot of teams right now are focused on the draft. They're trying to get one of the top quarterback prospects in the upcoming NFL draft. I don't really think too many teams are willing to give up that amount of compensation in order to get Lamar. Plus you have a little bit of some injury concerns with them, missing the second half of the NFL season for two straight years in a row. Plus his asking price may be a little too high for what you can afford right now. I think Lamar Jackson remains a Baltimore Raven, at least for this season. Now what happens after the 2023 NFL season concludes, if Lamar and the Ravens don't reach a long-term deal, that's up in the air. But at least for right now and the immediate future, I don't see Lamar Jackson playing for another organization. I definitely don't see him sitting out. Sitting out probably could be the worst thing that Lamar Jackson could do in this situation. You have to go out there and prove that not only you're able to stay healthy, but also that you still are one of the NFL's best quarterbacks because it seems like some people just forget how truly talented Lamar Jackson is. This is somebody who has won over 70% of his games ever since he became the starter in Baltimore. Not just that, but he is a former MVP. And when he's on the field, he's a winner. He's a great leader, great locker room guy. I think Lamar Jackson is going to remain the Baltimore Raven. If or when Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the New York Jets, does he make this team a playoff contender? Last year, the Jets went 7-10, having to start Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, and Mike White at quarterback. And many Jets fans feel like they were a quarterback away from making it into the postseason. With Aaron Rodgers, not only am I confident that the Jets make it into the postseason, but I also think that Aaron Rodgers makes this team a legitimate Super Bowl contender. When you look at their roster on offense, they have one of the best receiving cores in the whole entire NFL. You got Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis. You got Alan Lazard, who you recently signed in free agency, a guy who Aaron Rodgers has really good chemistry with. Your offensive line isn't too bad. You do have Mekhi Becton, Hopefully he can stay healthy for a full season. You got Elijah Vera Tucker, Lakin Tomlinson. This offensive line is pretty solid. Now we know what this defense brings to the table. We know that the New York Jets most likely are going to have a top five, top 10 defense in the league. And honestly, all the Jets need Aaron Rodgers to do is to not turn the football over and to be better than Zach Wilson. I don't think that's asking too much. And despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers is coming off probably what we can consider to be the worst season of his NFL career, I think there's a strong chance that he can bounce back. He's going to be with Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to be the guy calling the plays for the New York Jets this year. Him and Nathaniel Hackett have a really tight bond, really good relationship. He already knows the offense that Nathaniel Hackett is going to want to run. Then you got Brees Hall in the backfield as well. Aaron Rodgers is going to have all the necessary pieces around him to be able to carry New York 
to a potential championship. Defensively, we already know that the Jets are going to have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Top 10, top 5. Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets. I think he makes this team a Super Bowl contender. You look at the AFC East. Where would you rank Aaron Rodgers amongst the quarterbacks in this division? Would you put him number two behind Josh Allen? Would you be a little bit disrespectful and say that he's behind both Josh Allen and Tua? I probably still would take Aaron Rodgers over Tua. Tua, I did like what I saw out of him last season, but you can't trust him to stay healthy. With Aaron Rodgers, you put him on the New York Jets with that kind of talent that he's going to be throwing to at the wide receiver position, I think that he should be able to cook. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers, throughout his whole entire career with the Green Bay Packers, has ever had a team that's been this talented on the offensive side of the football. Because for years, what have people been asking for the Green Bay Packers to do when Aaron Rodgers was in his prime? Can we please get Aaron Rodgers some help? Can we please get Aaron Rodgers some more wide receivers? Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets, I think could be the equivalent to when Tom Brady joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2020. Tom Brady, the reason for him leaving New England was one, because he felt a little bit disrespected. And two, Bill Belichick was never committed to giving Tom Brady the necessary weapons that he needed at that point in his career to still be able to produce at a solid level and to be able to compete for a championship. The Jets have one of the deepest receiver rooms in the whole entire NFL. And even if you don't feel like the Jets have a great group of receivers, the depth that they have from top to bottom is amongst the best in the league. There's not too many teams who you can go through and say, yeah, they have Denzel Mims on the bench. They have Elijah Moore on the bench. That's incredible depth. And that shows you how much talent the New York Jets have in that receiver room. You got Tyler Conklin at tight end, CJ Uzama. I really like Aaron Rodgers with this New York Jets offense. And I really hope that this trade falls through. I'm not a New York Jets fan. I'm just a fan of the game of football. I really think that Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of juice left in the tank. Let's not forget, prior to that 2020 season, the year before that, Aaron Rodgers won his second consecutive NFL MVP award. Aaron Rodgers, you can question the guy's commitment. You can question his worth ethic. But one thing that you can't question is that this dude is one of the best quarterbacks to ever grace the game of football. Giving him to the Big Apple would be one of the biggest blessings that the New York Jets football organization has ever gotten. Aaron Rodgers is that good. Yeah, he's 39 years old. He's pretty much on the last leg of his NFL career. But Aaron Rodgers, still with the New York Jets, makes this team a legitimate Super Bowl contender. If you can win seven games and stay afloat in the playoff mix with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco and Mike White at quarterback, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers can make you a playoff team. And all you're asking Aaron Rodgers to do is to just be better than what you had last season. I don't think that's asking too much. It's not like the New York Jets have a bad roster and Aaron Rodgers is going into a situation where he does have a lot of talent and he has to carry a team on his back. I mean, this Jets team is probably better 
than the majority of teams that the Green Bay Packers have put on the field with Aaron Rodgers for over the last decade. And I don't say that to be disrespectful, but based on what a lot of people have always said about Aaron Rodgers in the past during his time at the Green Bay Packers, most people would agree that the Green Bay Packers didn't really do the best job at making sure that Aaron Rodgers had the best team around him to help win the championship. If he goes to the Big Apple, and if this trade happens, the New York Jets are going to be in that Super Bowl conversation. You're going to have to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones. I'm pretty sure that Aaron Rodgers can at least split a game with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. And I'm pretty sure that that New York Jets defense can find a way to slow down Miami's offense. And the last time the Jets played Miami late in the season... They almost won, and Miami was on their third-string quarterback, too, with Skylar Thompson. This defense that the New York Jets have is going to keep them in pretty much every single game. You're not going to have to worry about too many teams scoring at least 24 points on you because you know that the New York Jets defense is going to hold opposing offenses to no more than, what, 17 points max? All you really got to do is be able to put 20 points on the board, And that should be good enough for you to win the majority of your games. No matter how you feel about Aaron Rodgers and how good he is at this stage of his career, this is somebody who's going to one of the best situations that he's ever went to or that he's ever had. He's never had the defense this good during his time with the Packers along with an offense that was equally as good as the defense. Aaron Rodgers, I want him to go to the Big Apple. I really want to see the New York Jets with what they can do if they have a legitimate quarterback at the helm. 